welcome to my podcast. This is your host, Ray Lloyd, and this is All The Things. I recently had a reel on Facebook go viral, and in that reel, I mention three things that I say online that piss people off, and it's the start a riot audio. You probably have heard it before. And the three things I said was, one, fire your endocrinologist and hire a functional medicine doctor. Two, Hashimoto's is a symptom, not a cause. And three, losing weight is not anti-body positive. And my goodness gracious, the response (laughs) was a lot, let's just say, Um, mostly positive. A lot of people reaching out, asking how I can help them. Um, you know, the usual, and then some people accusing me of trying to sell them something. And some people, I would say most people were very, very confused. What I meant by Hashimoto's is a symptom, not a cause. So I want to preface with this. I am not a medical professional. Everything I'm about to say is simply my own research that I have done because I have Hashimoto's. I was diagnosed in 2010. I believe I had it for a long time prior to that. Both of my sisters have it. One of my brothers has it. My mother has it. My grandmother has it. My cousins have it. My aunt has it. It is super widespread. And so I used to think it was genetic. I got unlucky. And so for years, I felt like a prisoner inside of a body that I hated. I hated her because she had turned on me. I hated her because she had failed me. I hated her because for some reason, I got the unlucky gene of being sick and having a body that attacked itself. And why would I want to live in a body that couldn't even do its one job, which was to take good care of me? I used to get so angry at people that told me I could heal because it gave me false hope. It made me think that there was something wrong with me that I didn't know that I hadn't caught on to yet. That something I couldn't have that you're telling me is achievable and I haven't figured it out yet. And so I remained a victim. I remained a victim of my mind telling me that I had gotten unlucky, that somehow I had gotten struck down with this Hashimoto's gene And nothing could fix me, nothing could heal me, nothing would change me. And so I just spent years and years and years feeling sorry for myself, feeling bad for myself, um, medicating myself with whatever the doctor told me to take, never feeling any better, in fact, getting sicker. And it was a very miserable existence, if I can admit. And I'm sure that some of you are nodding your heads right now understanding feeling like you're in the midst of that I feel really bad for myself storm because why did I get so unlucky to have this body that can't just keep it together and some of you are just fully embracing the science behind it listen got this thing chronic illness you play the chronic illness card I did that for a very long time sometimes I still do I'm like I'm tired I have Hashimoto don't talk to me um but the point is is that I understand you I was you some days I'm still you no one's perfect and like I said I'm not a mental health professional I'm not a doctor I'm just a girl I'm just a girl who got diagnosed with a disease that became my entire identity for years And now I'm finally on a path to healing and I will be damned if I don't bring you along with me. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm going to make you do anything. I'm not selling you a damn thing. I don't make any money on educating people on this autoimmune disease. 
So to my dear Deborah, who commented on my reel this morning saying to somebody else, oh, just ignore her. She's just trying to sell you something. In fact, I am not. I would love to sell you my weight loss program if that's what you'd like. (laughs) That is my job. I have never hidden that fact, but when I educate on Hashimoto's, it is simply because I was so alone and I was so miserable and I was so lost and I didn't know where to turn and I had no one to hold my hand and guide me. And so I just want to be your Hashimoto's BFF. Can I just be your Hashimoto's BFF and just put out some information that helps you know you are not alone. I get it. I understand it. I am with you. I see you. Sometimes that's all we need. We just need to be seen. I see you. I understand what you're going through. And I just want you to know that whether you believe me or not, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Now you're going to say to me before I get into the meat of things, okay, because I am going to explain everything to the best of my abilities. Remember, I'm not a doctor, just a girl diagnosed with a disease that I will educate you on what I know. Now, my education is always expanding and growing larger and coming into more clear um, context for me. So this might age out and I might have new information in six months from now because what I knew six months ago isn't what I know now, but I'm going to give you what I know now and we'll just stay up to date. Okay, so understand that this podcast episode is open ended and anything can change at any point in time. So don't come after me if there's something I change my mind on (laughs) because it's just based on my experiences, my body, the doctors I'm currently seeing, um, the information that I get, the education that I have and what I know currently. So that's that. Those are my disclaimers. Okay. Now, currently I have brain fog as I'm sure lots of you do. And I cannot even remember what I was just about to say before I gave you that disclaimer. So let's just get into the meat of things. Okay. So what the heck is Hashimoto's? Like, what is it? Now, I do talk about this a lot on my Instagram. You can find me at ray.loydhc. That's R-A-E dot L-L-O-Y-D-H-C. I have an entire section in my highlights dedicated just to Hashimoto's. A lot of my reels are dedicated just to Hashimoto's. And they poke fun at it because if we can't laugh at ourselves, then what do we have? But in all seriousness... There is a lot of information out there and some of you are just so overwhelmed, especially if you have adrenal fatigue, which is one of Hashimoto's best buddies. And it's just like too much information and you just can't sift through it. And so I try to break it all down into very easy bite-sized pieces that you can just understand. Okay, if all I know from this is that I have to be my own best advocate in the doctor's office, great. If that's all you get from me today, then I've done my job. When you walk into that doctor's office, the person who's the boss in that room is you. Now, you can respect what it is that they're teaching you if you feel like they are helping you, but they are not the boss. They don't get to decide what lab work you get to or don't get to do. They don't get to tell you that you're crazy or that it's all in your head. They don't get to tell you that you just need to lose weight. They don't get to offer you an anti-anxiety unless that's something that you need, but they don't get to brush Hashimoto's under the rug under the guise that it's just you and you're just crazy. That is gaslighting, and I call it doc blocking. I did a post on that. Go check it out. Point is, is that if you've ever gone to a doctor's office and left crying, they are not doing their job and they are getting paid to do a job, especially if you've gone the functional medicine route. Uh, That's all out of pocket. Why would an insurance company pay for you to see a doctor that's actually going to heal you when they make a lot more money on you being sick? And that's another story for a whole nother time. But point is, is that you're worth more 
when you need to fill your medicine, you're not worth a lot when you get to be put into remission. Now, I have not put myself into remission yet, but I have gotten my antibodies from over a thousand to under a hundred. I almost cried when I saw those results. Now I have Hashimoto's and trauma, so I don't cry. <clears throat> but if I did, I would have. <laughs> We're working on that. But the point is, is that you should not leave doctor's offices feeling unheard, unseen, and unhelped. You should not be leaving a doctor's office feeling sicker than when you got there. You should be heard. You should be seen. You should be edified. You should be listened to, and you should be helped. And listen to me clearly here. If that is not happening, you fire that doctor, and you go on a search for someone else. And the way that you find them is by asking people for referrals. Hey, I need a doctor who actually listens. I would completely leave the endocrinology world if I were you, unless you have like type 2 diabetes and need to be seeing someone for that. So don't take that as like, you know, that's not my medical advice. I'm not giving you any medical advice. I'm just telling you that if you do have thyroid issues, you're going to do a lot better in the naturopathic or functional medicine world. Now you might find a holistic endocrinologist and at which point you might like the care that you're getting. But if your doctor is only testing TSH and only giving you Synthroid, and we're going to talk about that further on in this podcast, then you might want to consider seeing somebody else who will actually do their job. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about what is Hashimoto. So Hashimoto's is the presence of thyroid antibodies that mistaken your thyroid as the enemy and attack it. That is the very simplified explanation of what Hashimoto's is. Okay, so let's first talk about what is your thyroid. The thyroid is the engine of your body, essentially. Your thyroid is a small butterfly-shaped gland at the base of your neck below your Adam's apple. If you've had Hashimoto's for a long time, your neck might be swollen and you can feel where your thyroid is. In fact, if I ever eat gluten or if I would ever have a thyroid attack, which thank God I haven't had in a while, my neck literally hurts. You might even have a goiter. So like you'll feel very swollen. You can't wear turtlenecks. Um, when you swallow, sometimes you feel like there's something blocking in your throat. Like I used to have literally issues taking Tylenol. Like I couldn't swallow pills, you know? So your thyroid is part of the endocrine system, which is why, you know, they're like, oh, go see an endocrinologist. But the endocrinologist is a lot more focused on other things. And I find that they weren't very educated on what this is. In fact, when I got diagnosed, I was told, oh, you have Hashimoto's. It's not a big deal. Literally what doctor number one told me. Um, so it's part of the endocrine system, which produces hormones that are responsible for many main functions of your body. So it is a big deal. It is a big deal when the engine of your car isn't working. The engine of your body is being compromised. That's a big deal. So the problem is, is that most of the time people are misdiagnosed or not taken seriously at the doctor. So they might have been diagnosed, but they're unmedicated. So I don't know if you've ever been told, you know, blink at me, even though I can't see you. If your doctor ever said, oh, you, you have hypothyroid, but it's not bad enough to be medicated. Listen, if you have Hashimoto's and it's already gone to you showing up as hypothyroid, it's bad enough to be medicated and you want to do the things that you can do to kind of reverse those issues so that maybe you could get into remission. And it's a long, arduous journey. I'm not even going to tell you that it's easy. Like I said, I have been trying to heal this when I came into the awareness that it could go into remission was in 2018. And I'm not there yet, but I'm a lot closer now than I was then. Okay, so the awareness is actually a really big deal. So if you believe me right now with what I said, you're already a step ahead of everybody else. Now, there are millions and millions of people and who have Hashimoto's and women are a lot more likely to have it than men. And so there's all these people walking around with all these issues and everybody feels sick and sad and tired and scared and anxious and 
these people aren't even being taken seriously, and that's a big problem. Now, these symptoms can range in severity. Sometimes it's not as bad as others. Some are way worse than others. You might have all of this. You might have some. You might have many of them. You might not even feel like you have any, but you likely have some of them, and I'm not even going to name all of it. But things like chronic fatigue, weight gain, muscle pain, memory loss, brain fog, hair loss, brittle nails, stuttering, constipation, insomnia, feeling cold all the time, uh, heart palpitations, mood swings, anxiety, depression, just to name a few, okay? Um, And like I mentioned before, an inflamed thyroid. So if your neck feels big and you've ever had a sonogram on your thyroid and you have nodules, that is a sign that your thyroid is being attacked. Now, I am not going to talk about thyroid cancer in this podcast at all. Not a topic I would like to touch. But generally speaking, the root cause that I'm going to talk about that causes Hashimoto's generally is what is causing thyroid cancer as well. But again, not a doctor, not making medical claims. And that is all I'm going to say about thyroid cancer. So if you, you know, have any of these issues and you go to the doctor and you're like, oh my God, I feel crazy. Something's wrong. I'm not feeling good. My hair's falling out. I feel tired all the time. I can't function. I have low energy, all of that, right? Now they might do some basic testing. Like they'll look at your TSH. Maybe they'll look at your free T4 and they're going to tell you, well, sometimes it will come off off and come back off and you'll be medicated, you know, probably with a synthetic T4 and you still feel like crap. Um, Or they're going to say, oh, well, you came back normal, right? You're normal. Your lab range is normal. Or your doctor will refuse to run the full panel altogether. So you don't even know, right? And we'll talk about that. So now that you start to feel crazy, now you're being gaslighted, now you're being doc blocked. And they're going to be, I was literally offered anti-anxiety meds when I was first telling them, like, I don't feel good. I'm constantly breaking out in hives. I'm not happy. I gained 60 pounds. Like someone needs to help me. I was so lost. I just needed help and they wouldn't help me. And one guy was like, oh, I can give you Lexapro. And I'm like, you little son of a bitch. Like I am not, I don't need that. That's not what this is. I I knew in my gut something else was wrong. And it took me so many doctors to actually go get diagnosed. I was diagnosed by an allergist because I kept being, um, I kept breaking out in hives. And we'll talk about that soon when I tell you my whole story, but just so crazy how it came about. And, um, you know, they'll send you on your merry way feeling crazy and gaslighted. So the problem is, is your thyroid is a very important piece of your body This is how, you know, everything works. And when that's being ignored, then everything else is compromised. So let's first pause to talk about literally how it works scientifically in your body, right? So there's something in your body called the pituitary gland. That is what secretes TSH. And it secretes TSH in response to signals from your hypothalamus. Okay, so the TSH then stimulates the production and the release of T4 and T3 from your thyroid. T4 is the storage form of thyroid hormone and T4 then needs to be converted into T3. T3 is the active form of thyroid hormone, okay? So once this happens, it can then influence bodily or body metabolic functions, So T3 can be tested by looking at free T3 to see the active form of T3 being absorbed by various cells in the body or as reverse T3 to see the level of non-active hormone. And we're going to talk about labs shortly. So that being said, when a traditional endocrinologist just tests your TSH, 
right? Like that's the very common lab. You go in and they're like, oh no, you're fine because your TSH is fine. It's so useless because it doesn't tell you anything about the thyroid directly. You need to run the rest of the labs to know because just testing the TSH tells you information of the functioning of your pituitary gland, not your thyroid function as a whole. Okay, so if a doctor is only testing your TSH and you ask for other labs and they say, no, those are useless, it is your goddamn blood and it is your insurance company paying for it. You find yourself a doctor that will run the proper labs because just testing a TSH is not the whole picture. That's like coming into the mechanic with something wrong with your, like your engine light is on and he checks your muffler. Yeah, it might be an indicator of something, but, or just your spark plugs, that's a better example. Just your spark plugs might be connected, but it's not explaining why the engine isn't working. Your engine light is on. Find yourself a mechanic who will actually help you. So yes, we need to have the TSH tested. And you do want it to be in normal range according to, you know, the right lab ranges, not just according to conventional medicine ranges or the lab ranges. You want them to be... Um, you know, lower, basically, they'll let you like conventional medicine or the lab will let you go from like 2.5 to 4.5 and still say you're normal. When I got diagnosed, I was at a nine and I was literally not functioning. That's way too high. Um, Just to be clear, when your TSH is high, you are hypothyroid. When your TSH is too low, you are hyperthyroid. That is caused by Graves' disease. We are not going to talk about that. It can also be caused by over-medicating, um, with synthetic T4 medications, but that's all I'm going to say about hyperthyroid because I don't want to uh, confuse you and that is not what I have and it's not what I am, um, you know, the most educated on. So Hashimoto's and hypothyroid is my jam, sadly. Um, so when people have a 2.5 to 4.5 range of their TSH, which is considered normal in the world, um, did you know that they still have a 69% chance of having a heart attack or stroke? Like that is not a good place for your TSH to be. Why the conventional world allows you to be there is all another issue, right? So really you want your TSH to be in the one range unless you're on non-desiccated thyroid hormone, which comes from a pig. And I'll explain more about that when we talk about medications. Um, But those medications will suppress your TSH. And so you're going to be going only really based on your free T4 and free T3 ranges um, because your TSH will be suppressed. I am on non-desiccated thyroid hormone and my TSH is at like a (laughs) 0.01. When I was on synthetic thyroid hormone, which is Synthroid or levothyroxine, which is just T4, Um, and I, after I had a baby, keep in mind, if you have babies, your body can flood with thyroid hormone. I went into a thyroid storm after both my second and third kid, because I didn't have Hashimoto's when I had my, um, well, I wasn't on medication. I think I had Hashimoto's, but I didn't have hypothyroid yet when I was pregnant with my first. Um, but with my second and my third, my body flooded after I had them and you have, it's a postpartum thyroid storm and my TSH got super, super low. I ended up in the hospital with like crazy body shakes and my TSH was way too low. So they had to, you know, adjust my medication. So keep in mind that stuff can happen postpartum. Um, that being said, when you are on non-desiccated thyroid hormone medications, like I said, your TSH will be suppressed and it's not the only indicator. Like if you're t- like my TSH is very low right now, um, and I'm not hyperthyroid because my T4, my free T4 and my free T3 are okay. Okay, so let's talk about labs. So your um, first lab that you'll want to do is obviously the TSH. 
but again, that's not the only indicator of health. So you'll also want to test your total T4. So remember, T4 is the storage form of thyroid hormone and consists of both the free, the potentially used form, and the bounded form um, of these hormones. But the they must be tested with T3 uptake or else you don't know the full picture, right? So it's like one lab bounces off the other and you need to see all of it to know. So the optimal range for total T4 is 6 to 11.9. Now free T4, now write these down, okay? These are the, do- these are the labs you want your doctor to do. So, so far we have TSH, total T4, free T4. So this level tells you the amount of the, uh, you know, free floating T4 in your body. And this, like a low T4 indicates that you are hypothyroid. So when you are optimal, you want your, t- your free T4 to be on the higher level. Now, keep in mind, like I said before, having Hashimoto's doesn't indicate immediately, automatically that you're hypothyroid. But over time, with your thyroid getting attacked enough and not being able to function enough, and not producing the right amount of hormones, you will turn into hypothyroid. Now, obviously, I would have loved to have caught this beforehand and stopped it in its tracks and reversed the issues and gone into um, remission a lot earlier on. And maybe I would have never gone hypothyroid, but I didn't know, you know, this had been going on. I got diagnosed in 2010. And like I said, I think I had it for a lot longer before that, if not by 2006, if not by then, then before that as well. So it's been a long freaking time. So at the point where even if I go into remission, well, not even if, when, when, right, we're gonna, we're gonna manifest that in my life. When I go into remission from this, I believe my thyroid is too damaged that I'll probably need to stay on medication um, for the rest of my life. And to be honest, I'm okay with that. I found a really good medication and I will gladly take the hormones that I need to stay alive. <laughs> as long as my thyroid is not continuously attacking itself, it won't progress, which is what I want. But you could have Hashimoto's and not be hypothyroid yet. Um, but if your T4, your free T4 is low, that would indicate that you have hypothyroid. So you want your optimal range to be anywhere from 1 to 1.5. Now, the next lab you want to write down is T3 uptake. Okay. I don't test this so much, but it does indirectly measure the activity of other hormones like estrogen and testosterone and measures um, the their binding behavior in comparison to thyroid hormones. So if your doctor does this, like I said, I don't do this often, the optimal range is 27 to 37. Now, the next lab you'll want to do is total T3. This measures the active thyroid hormone in your body. Total T3 levels are a good measure if your body's of, of your body's ability to convert T4 to T3. So it is very important that your body converts T4 to T3 because it is the T3 that it uses to do all the things it needs to do. Keep in mind, not everybody converts well, like me, which is why I could not stay on Synthroid or Lemothyroxine because all it was doing was giving me T4 and I wasn't converting well to T3. So I felt like shit all the time. And of course I had tons of weight to lose. And of course I had massive swelling and inflammation and brain fog and anger and hormone issues and all of it because it wasn't converting well. Okay. So we'll talk about that in a minute. It's a medication thing. Okay. So optimal for total T3 is 90 to 168. Okay, now free T3 is the active um, and functional 
amounts of thyroid hormones in your body. That's what that measures. And the, having a low T3 indicates that your body is not converting enough T4 into free T3, um, which is common. It's Well, it's a common cause of hypothyroid rather. So low T3 is also associated with the increased risk of heart failure. So this is not just like, a, oh, it's not a big deal. Just take a pill. No, it's like, hi, if this doesn't work well, my body doesn't work well. I would like to have good heart function. Thank you. You know, so the optimal range of free T3 is 2.8 to 3.5. Now reverse T3. And again, I don't test this a lot. I've tested it probably four times in my life. Um, currently mine is good. So that is all I don't, I'm not obsessed with running my labs, you know, like I used to be obsessed with it and like that was causing issues too. And, you know, like having high cortisol, which is adrenal fatigue can make things worse and having high stress is what causes high cortisol. So sometimes you just want to chill the F out and not obsess all the time. Um, And that's very important also. So I was obsessed and I was running all the labs and I was like, oh my God, why am I still sick? And like now I run my labs like maybe three times a year. Um, so reverse T3 shows what is unusable for thyroid hormone function, and it slows down your metabolic process by competing for free T3. So a high RT3, a high reverse T3 indicates that, um, the rate of T4 to T3 of that conversion is high, but the free T3 is slow. So essentially you're pooling T3. Chronic stress, right? And mercury toxicity are both connected to an increased reverse T3 um, in some cases. So keep that in mind. You might want to test for heavy metals, which is one of the root causes we're going to talk about. So an optimal range is 10 to 25. You don't want it to be higher than that. Now, let's talk about thyroid antibodies because this is where most doctors are going to fail you and are not properly testing. Um, Before we talk about thyroid antibodies, let me tell you my full story. So I got married at 19 years old. Um, Long story about that, which we won't get into at this point in time. Um, But I, like I said, I believe I had Hashimoto's before this. I had definitely um, been exposed to a lot of the root causes, which I didn't know were issues up until, you know, more recently, but I used to break out in cold sores in high school, which means that is one of the signs of having mono, which now that I've run blood work, I do have um, active mono all the time, sadly, um, which is caused by the Epstein-Barr virus, which can... Basically, Hashimoto's, and we'll talk about this in a second, but when I said it's a symptom, not a cause, Hashimoto's is not the thing. The thing is the thing that caused the Hashimoto's. What allowed your your immune system to be weak enough to get this immune, this autoimmune disease? Now, people are like, oh, but Ray, it's genetic. Well, yes, you might have a predisposed gene to getting this. That doesn't mean you had to get it. Okay, let me say that again. You might have a predisposed gene, which I believe my family does. I believe that because all of the women in my family have it, right? So I had a predisposed gene to having it, but if I would have been healthier and didn't have the root causes I had and didn't have the trauma I had, I don't think I would have had to, my immune system wouldn't have been weak enough to take on the autoimmune disease, okay? So that's where root cause comes from. That's where I say Hashimoto's is not the cause. Now, does it cause a lot of shit? Yeah, it causes a lot of shit, but it was caused by something else. So I already had mono. I had been exposed to mold, which I've run labs Okay, and I have high mold um, levels. I, you know, we all have metal toxicity, whether you want to believe it or not. It's in the vaccines that we're given as children. And you could, I know it's not, and you could shut this off right now, but like I would suggest you keep listening. I'm not like I'm fully vaccinated. (laughs) So that's not a thing, but there is stuff in there. 
and it can cause a heavy metal overload, which can cause issues in your body. I have leaky gut. Um, that's when the lining of your stomach is weak and you're not absorbing all the minerals and vitamins that you need. And that can have you be susceptible to an autoimmune disease. Um, so I had a lot of things. Also, high estrogen can cause issues when I believe all of my issues started when I was put on the pill for six months when I first got married and I gained 60 pounds. Like I ballooned up. Like it was psychotic. Like I just like gained so much weight. I didn't even know what to do with myself. And I was miserable, of course. And um, then fast forward, I had a baby in October of 2007. So I got married in 2006, had a baby in 2007. And I'm just like, I'm miserable and I'm doing my thing, you know, like not, not sure what's wrong with me, just tired all the time, you know, high anxiety, like having like panic attacks and stuff. And like, I, I was a pretty miserable wife, like poor guy, I'm much happier now. <laughs> but um, basically, I was breaking out in hives in 2010, 2009, 2010, I just kept breaking out in hives, like my ears would blow up, I would get hives under my eyes, like, I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I went, I worked in a medical facility, I was the head of finance in a massive, massive medical center. So I went to the endocrinologist, sorry, not the endocrinologist, the um, allergist there. And she, without me knowing, tested me for Hashimoto's. So I came back with positive antibodies. Um, she's like, yeah, you have a thyroidist. You have to go see an endocrinologist. I was like, what? Um, I also came back that I'm allergic to cats, horses, and latex. So good to know. Um, so um, I go see the first endocrinologist that someone refers me to. I, don't, I didn't know to do any research. You know, like I just I knew nothing. I was young. I was in my 20s. I trusted all the doctors. You know, that's a big mistake. Don't just blindly trust. Ask questions and feel comfortable challenging them. Don't just be like, oh, okay, ask questions. Ask questions, okay? You know your body the best. They do not. They don't have this autoimmune disease. They don't know what it feels like. They are not in your body. So if you don't feel right, you don't feel right and you don't allow them to argue with you, okay? Capiche? Thank you. Moving right along, he's the one who's like, oh, it's not a big deal. You have Hashimoto's. And it did not put me on medication um, for a while. So he was like, it's not a big deal, right? So now I'm like, all right, I guess it's not a big deal. I have this thing called Hashimoto's. So then I get pregnant and I have a baby in May 2011. And I that's when I had the um, thyroid storm. I'm miserable. I'm like losing my mind. I would drive to work and forget how I got there. Like it was really scary. So when I finally went back to him and I was like, bruh, I'm not feeling good. He tested my TSH and that's when I was at a nine, almost a 10. And I was like, okay, well that explains why I feel like shit, you know? So he's like, oh, I'll put you on this little pill. It's going to fix everything. It's called Synthroid. And they gave me the generic generic called Levothyroxine. I was put on 0.25, which then was raised to 0.50, never went above that. And I just felt like crap. So that's when I started to realize like maybe something's off. Now I want to talk about the dangers of Facebook groups. Okay. So I actually run a Facebook group for Hashimoto's. It's a little dead, but you could join. And I do post information in there. It's called Healthy with Hashimoto's. Um, But I try to keep all the information like actually usable and not something that's going to stress you out because a lot of these Facebook groups um, are cesspools for women who are feeling sick, which I understand it. I feel like shit also, you know, but there's a lot of complaining, a lot of stress, a lot of fear mongering, a lot of like, oh my God, don't do this. Oh my God, it causes this. Oh my God, right? And I believe very strongly in the energy that we put out, the energy that we allow around ourselves, manifesting. Like I believe in that a lot. And so I believe that when you hang out with a bunch of people who are complaining about everything, you feel miserable because it's allowed, it's encouraged. It's like, it is what it is. So I was just miserable. And um, I did get some positive things though, which was like, 
other medication options, um, running full lab panels, demanding better care. So I went through doctor after doctor after doctor that would, you know, take my insurance that I could try to get help from. And it was many, many doctors going through many, many options until in, you know, 2000 and I want to say... 18, I found a guy who would give me Armour Thyroid. So Armour Thyroid, and we'll talk about this further in a, you know, in a couple minutes, is a non-desiccated thyroid hormone. It is from pigs and it contains T4 and T3. See, when I was just on T4, I wasn't converting my T3 well, so I wasn't feeling good. So at first they had given me Cytomel, which is a generic version, uh, a synthetic version rather of T3. I did not do well on that. They tried me on Tyrosent, which is a gel version of Synthroid, it's a T4 version only, but they say it's clean because it's a gel capsule. Did not do well on that. So we were just trying different things. And this guy was like, oh yeah, I'll give you armor. I didn't do so well on it because I had a corn filler and I wasn't, I wasn't like, my labs weren't leveling out well. So I ended up trying Nature Throid and NP Thyroid, which I actually loved how I felt on them. But of course, Big Pharma goes after it because, again, they don't want you to actually feel good. They'd rather you be sick. Now, again, you can roll your eyes at me. I don't care. <laughs> but that's what I believe. Those are my thoughts. And so they keep taking them off the market or keep saying they're unregulated. <laughs> and so they really just want people on Armour or Synthroid or Levothyroxine. And so you're going to ask me, well, what am I on now? Well, I found a lab in Tennessee that compounds the same structure that a, that nature thyroid was, um, T4 and T3 from a pig thyroid, but it's very, very, it's very specific because it's made in a lab and they're compounding it. So I'm actually feeling the best I've ever felt on that medication. Um, and my doctor calls it in and I'm good to go. They mail me a 90 um, day supply. And yes, I pay for it in cash because the things that work aren't covered by insurance. Get ready to start investing in your health when you want to start going the functional medicine or naturopathic path, okay? So I pay for my own medication. I pay for my own doctors. I don't even know why I have insurance half the time because I legitimately don't use it, but that's okay. So basically, I was diagnosed, got really sick, went from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor, and finally landed in the naturopathic doctor's lap, and we did all the root cause testing. I think we did 33 vials of blood to figure out what was going on, a bunch of urine samples, a whole bunch of stuff. And so it's been a long journey, you guys. And I have fought my butt off to get to where I am. And I told you, I'm not in remission yet. I do believe I can get there. I just feel like the awareness has freed me from the prison of thinking that my body had turned on me. My body takes good care of me. My body wants to take good care of me. I don't have an autoimmune disease because I am unlucky and I no longer identify as the person who is Hashimoto's. I happen to have Hashimoto's doesn't control me, doesn't tell me who I am, doesn't tell me what I love, doesn't tell me how happy I'm going to be. Now, are there some things that I have going on that make me more tired or more susceptible to insomnia or more susceptible to mood swings? Hell yeah. And I'm aware of them. But awareness for me has been the key to unlocking me from the cage that I thought was just like my sucky life. Okay. So long story short, let's talk about root causes in a second. But first, let's talk about um, antibodies. So when your doctor is just testing you know, TSH and isn't testing antibodies, they'll tell you, oh no, your thyroid's fine. Your thyroid's fine. But you're like, why do I still not feel well? Right? So you very likely have thyroid antibodies and you must insist on them testing them because if they're above a 0.4, you have a problem on your hands and it's better to know early and to try to find your root cause and go into remission or reverse it than to let it go in full-blown hypothyroid where now like your thyroid has been hurt permanently. Right? 
So thyroid antibodies result from your body's immune system fighting your own thyroid gland, like I mentioned in the very start of this. Now, over 90% of hypothyroid is caused by this. Now, keep in mind, there are other ways of having hypothyroid, like somebody who had thyroid cancer and had their thyroid removed or someone who was born with congenital hypothyroid. Um, But 90% of hypothyroid cases are caused by having thyroid antibodies which is Hashimoto's. So there's two antibody levels that you're going to want to test. You have thyroid peroxidase, which they shorten to TPO, and thyroid globulin antibodies. You want these under 0.4. Anything higher than 0.4 indicates that you have an autoimmune disease called Hashimoto's. So, you know, why is this happening? Where do people get this from? Like, I mentioned this a little bit earlier briefly, You know, I always thought that it was just because I got unlucky or, oh, I just had these genes and I was definitely going to pass it on to my kids, which was my biggest fear. And thank God I have not. And they don't have the same root causes as me. You know, I used to, like I said, I used to get so angry. I had this one girl message me and she was like, you know, you can heal that. Like, you don't have to walk around with it. And I was like, what the frick are you talking about? Like, I just hated that false hope. I just like, I, I felt better, you know, like that status quo that I talked about sometimes on Facebook, which is like just remaining the same is easier than striving for something different, having hope and possibly failing. Like that's so scary. It's so much scarier to want something that you don't end up getting than it is to just stick with what you have and what you know, right? So I was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed by the Facebook groups. I was overwhelmed by looking for doctors. I was overwhelmed by false information. I was overwhelmed by people like medical medium who's, eh, you know, some of the stuff he says is okay, but I do think he's a bit of a quack and I don't follow anything he says because it's like, yeah, well, if you eat healthier and you remove certain things from your lifestyle, like, yeah, I guess you could heal, but like he's missing a big chunk of it. And the fact that he says he gets his information from like an angel is just way too quackery for me. So you know what I'm saying? Like there's just so much information out there and it was like hard for me to sift through it and figure out what was right and what was wrong. And then I just kept getting sicker and I was like, oh my God, I'm so lost. I'm so sick and I'm so tired, you know? So um, there are certain things I did that helped me in the beginning. Like in 2014, I went off gluten permanently. Gluten sticks around in your body for six weeks. So even if you have it every once in a while, you are still hurting yourself. And it's like the dumbest thing I ever hear when people are like, I just have it sometimes. Okay, so you're just hurting yourself sometimes. Listen, it's got to be a non-negotiable. Honestly, if you have any autoimmune disease, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, celiac, any of that, you got to go gluten-free. Gluten is bad for you. But for people with Hashimoto's, particularly, the gluten mimics the thyroid molecular protein makeup of your thyroid. And so your body attacks you more because it's like, oh, more thyroid hormone to attack. And it attacks the gluten, which causes high inflammation in your body, which is not conducive for healing. So you just got to go off gluten. And there's all this false information like, oh, soy inhibits your absorption of medication. That's bull crap. I eat soy and it's not like, I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in like the bad rap that soy has gotten on the market at all. But like, it was like, okay, at some point it was like, all I can eat is air because I wasn't eating soy. I wasn't eating gluten. I wasn't eating nightshades. I wasn't like doing anything. And it's like the stress of that caused me to have adrenal fatigue. So now I'm just freaking tired, not functioning. And oh, by the way, you're sick, (laughs) you know? So, um, I finally was like, I'm just going to eat what I'm going to eat except gluten. I'm not going to eat gluten. I've actually gone off grains altogether because rice and corn hurt my stomach. So I just don't eat it. But you know, it was all just too much information. And finally I was like, I just need to chill, find the root cause and heal that in relation to healing the root cause, then I can help my body like offload all these things that are overloading it and poisoning it and hurting it. And then I can work on reversing and healing the autoimmune disease, right? So 
Where does it come from? Now, I don't know what your root cause is. You're going to have to do the work. You're going to have to find a doctor who will test you. You're going to have to go to a root cause clinic, or you're going to have to go to a naturopathic doctor, or you're going to have to go to a holistic endocrinologist, or you're going to have to find yourself a functional medicine doctor, and you're going to have to walk in educated with lists and say, this is what I want. I want to go into remission. Can you help me do that? Okay. You'll know if a doctor's a good doctor, if they will run a full lab panel. Well, you won't know if they're a good doctor, but you'll know that you have someone on your hands who's at least more open-minded if they'll prescribe a non-desiccated thyroid hormone and if, you'll, if they'll run a full lab panel. If they believe in root cause, you've probably found yourself a winner, but they're hard to find, okay? So something like Epstein-Barr virus can be a root cause, mold toxicity, Lyme's disease, a parasite, which I have, um, leaky gut, which I have, trauma. You're like, what does trauma have to do with an autoimmune disease? Trauma literally changes the body it messes with your brain waves it messes with your adrenals it messes with your ability to recover from things it messes with your flight or fight um functioning and it just lowers your immune system this is not like you're not like two different things the things that happen to you and the things that are going on inside your body they're all one and the same the things that happen to you in your life the things that you have gone through 100 are responsible for what's going on metabolically and physically on a cellular level you have to believe that in order for you to think and know that you can heal. I started seeing a trauma therapist in 2020 and it has been the greatest thing I had ever done. And it is hard. Yesterday, I like numbed out and dissociated completely to the point where I was like, I called her, I was scared, you know, that happens. Healing is not a linear journey. You are not going to take this information that I just gave you, walk into a doctor and start from day one and just keep going upwards on this like amazing trajectory of healing. No, healing is freaking messy. It is scary. It is hard. You're going to go backwards sometimes. You're going to feel sicker sometimes. You're going to get on a medication and you're going to have to manage your thyroid labs because they're going to go up and down sometimes. You're going to start to detox and you're going to feel sicker and you're going to have to like open up your detox pathways and you might have to buy yourself a sauna and you might have to invest in a whole bunch of um, supplements. Then you're going to have to get rid of those supplements and try different supplements and then stop with the supplements and then start eating differently. And then there's this, it's a long path. I am not going to sit here and sugarcoat it for you. It's not the way this goes. But Trauma is not just having gone to the army and saw something scary. Trauma is not just being in a plane crash. Trauma is a hard childhood. Trauma is being bullied. Trauma is being sexually abused. Trauma is being told that you're not worthy. Trauma is so much more complicated than just what you think trauma is. So the first step to healing is recognizing that you have trauma. Now, some of you don't, and I'm really happy for you, but a lot of you do. And the first step to healing is recognizing it. So absolutely, I cannot suggest trauma therapy more. I cannot talk highly enough about it. Um, another autoimmune disease could have made you susceptible to this, heavy metals, um, candida. So I, wouldn't, I don't necessarily think that that's a root cause, but I think that having an autoimmune disease and leaky gut made me susceptible to candida and SIBO. Um, some of you have H. pylori. Um, adrenal fatigue is a big big player in this. So you want to find the root cause. You want to heal all the different spider webs of this issue. It's not just a TSH issue. Okay. So when you heal the root cause, you have the chance to put Hashimoto's into remission. And like I said, I haven't done it yet, but I am working on it and I am better off now than I ever was. And I will keep doing that. Um, so let's talk about medication options as I end off here. Remember, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what you need to be on, but your doctor will. But these are the different options you have. So you have the T4. Now, if you're good at converting, you might feel great on this. It's synthetic. It's synthetic free T4. It will convert into free T3 and you'll feel great. But a lot of you don't feel great. And now you know why, because you're not converting well. Um, 
so you have Synthroid, you have Levothyroxine, which is a generic of Synthroid, and you have Tyrosine, which is the gel capsule. Um, you have T3, you have the synthetic T3, which is called Cytomel. Um, you have the non-desiccated thyroid hormones, which I told you are my favorite. You have Armor, you have NP Thyroid, you have Nature Thyroid. Um, like I said, those were hard for me to get, so I just ended up going to a compounding pharmacy who makes me the same formulation as Nature Thyroid, but with only one filler, and um, it's very very controlled as to how much is in it because it's compounded. Um, people with Hashimoto's generally have chronically low vitamin D, which can also make you feel sick. Now there's very, um, different opinions on vitamin D. Some people are saying it's like really bad for you because it depletes your, um, calcium. I'm not so sure about it yet. I still have to do more research on that. So readily, admitting that I'm not positive about that. All I do know is I do have very low vitamin D and it doesn't make me feel good. So I have a sunlight lamp that I sit with that helps with um, seasonal affective disorder, which can make you feel sad during the winter. Um, But vitamin D is, I believe, a key thing in our health. And if that gets updated, I'll definitely let you know. But you also might want to keep an eye on your iron levels. Um, Now, two things that help me, again, not a doctor, not giving you medical advice, but two things that helped me was one, so with this new functional medicine doctor that I started seeing a few months ago, he had me start injecting peptides. Now these cost a bloody fortune, but I believe my body is worth every penny. So don't come to me and tell me, Ray, that's so much money. I'm telling you right now, it's a lot of money, but I'm not on it permanently, but I inject myself morning and five times a night, five times a week, sorry, at night with two different types of peptides. Peptides, um, one of them is an immune modulator. Another one's supposed to help with other functions of the body. I'm taking another one orally right now that um, is just for one month and is supposed to help repair the lining of the gut to help repair and heal leaky gut. So those are options. And one of the things that helped me the most with lowering my antibodies is something called low-dose naltrexone. I am on 3.25 micrograms of that currently. Um, High doses of naltrexone are used for addicts to help with the compulsivity of addiction. They found that in 1986, by the way, so someone like came at me and was like, that's a very new medication option. I was like, honey, no, it's not. It's been used since the 1980s. Um, low dose naltrexone, so tiny, tiny doses, as you hear it, I'm only on like 3.25 micrograms of this, can help with lowering antibodies. If you can lower your antibodies, then you stop the co- chronic um, inflammation because you're not under constant attack. And I will tell you that my neck is smaller, like not even joking. My neck is smaller. Um, my inflammation is down. Um, I don't feel as like death all the time. So I really, really like that option. Now, I'm not a huge, I'm very into like the holistic health, but I'm not against Western medication. You know, when it's needed, it's needed. And I'm very happy that this is an option. Um, Like I said, got to remove gluten, non-negotiable. And honestly, as I end off, I just want to tell you like, be open, be curious, take good care of yourself, drink enough water, get enough sleep, don't cause extra stress, get yourself into therapy. Um, Don't believe everything that you see, even with my stuff, question it, you know, like I'm not like the thyroid guru, I'm just your Hashi's best friend. I'm just trying to here to give you some information to help you be more educated so that when you walk into that damn doctor's office, you know what you're talking about. You're not just taking their word as God's word. And you're not just like wondering why you're still sick and afraid to stick up for yourself. Like you're, you're the boss. They work for you. Okay. Like they're getting paid to work for you. You need to ask for help when you need it. You need to be your own best advocate because no one else will be. No one else will be. You are your own best advocate. You know your body the best. You know how to take good care of yourself. So go do that. Love you all.
Hope you feel good. Hope that this was helpful for you. Please leave me feedback. Please leave me a five-star review on my podcast. Please share this with others. There are millions and millions of women out there who don't know what's wrong with them. They're suffering and they're scared and this might help illuminate something for them. So share this take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram, tag me on Facebook. Um, The more people that this gets into the hands of, the more people that we can help heal inadvertently. So again, disclaimer, not a doctor, just giving you information based on my own experience as someone with Hashimoto's. Take what you want, leave what you want. Don't hold me accountable because I don't know you. I cannot give you medical advice. I'm just talking simply from my point of view. But the more people that you can give this to, the more people that you might be able to help become their own best advocate. So Hashi's BFF signing out for now. Thank you for listening. I hope that you loved today's episode. Please do the following things. Share this all over your social media. Subscribe to my podcast and leave me a five-star rating. Till next time.